doing. I actually uh, dated a stripper when I was in my 20s. You know, a lot of people are excited to hear that. When I talk to guys, they're like, oh, yeah, I fucking dated a stripper. It's so hot, man. I'm like, no, shit sucked. It was horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Your, your life is like one long glitter bomb. That is like all your clothes are fucked, like forever. Your house, your sheets, your bed, just fucking burn it all. I had to. That was like, I still find glitter in things. That was 10 years ago. It's fucking insane. And then uh, the other thing is sometimes <clears throat> you have the opportunity for like a threesome with two really hot strippers and then like you can't get your dick hard because too much cocaine. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh, fucking wah, wah. You couldn't have a threesome because you did a mountain of blow. Well, fuck you, you know, but seriously, it sucks. It's much better. It's much worse, I should say, than like not knowing you didn't have the opportunity to have a threesome, right? Because you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I fucked up. You know, that happened to me twice. You know, it's kind of like almost winning the lottery, but then, you know, you like lose your erection, you know? Yeah. Misdirection there. <laughs> Let's talk about serial killers, huh? Anybody a fan? Anybody like, uh, like look at, like listen to the last podcast on the left or any of that stuff? No, not my audience. That's fine. All right. So I don't know if you've noticed or not, if you have Netflix, you might've noticed that uh, there's a large degree of the American population uh, that's interested in serial killers for some reason. I don't know. I try not to analyze it too much because I don't want to know that much about myself anyway. Uh, but I happen to be one of these people. It's kind of interesting to me. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think a lot is periodically you have these like serial killer couples, <laughs> which... Like, how the fuck does that happen, right? There's not, like, a J-date for that, you know? Like, <laughs> so, like, this is the conversation you just had. You, like, put hints out. You're like, hey, you know, you ever think about wearing skin like others, people's? No? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's have breakfast. You know, that shit's it's a little awkward. You can't do it. That, you know, can't do that. I like to think it happens a lot more organically, right? Like, uh, the guy... He's like preparing. He's gonna kill his girlfriend. He's like, now's the time. So he's like, he's got his, he's got his Reagan mask on. He's got like a big knife. He's like creeping through the house at night. It's quiet, and he comes around the corner, and she's wearing a Nixon mask. Holy shit! She's got piano wire. You're like, what the fuck? You were gonna kill me. I was gonna kill you. You were gonna eat me. Oh god, I didn't even think of that. Fuck. I love you so much. I guess what I'm saying is I miss being in a relationship. I do. So many things you can share, you know? <laughs> That's like a weird thing. Ah, fuck. Fucking people blow my mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so for a long time, uh, I thought my mom was really religious uh, because, like, she would, like, constantly scream out God's name at night. <laughs> we had thin walls. It was fucking disturbing uh and i figured out that's that's not what it was eventually because we never went to church so i was like I, she talks about god a lot at night you know just like very loudly i think he heard you the first 10 times like you could shut that shit down i'm trying to sleep mom seriously it's an interesting lady i actually told her recently that uh uh, I got my 23andMe results. Uh, this is just, I'm just talking shit now. I got my 23andMe results. You know the joke. This is not the joke. I actually told her. <laughs> and I was worried because she has a tendency to be like, feel really guilty about everything. You know, it's like, fuck, man. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a weird relationship because, like, if, if 
I don't have a relationship that's working out. She's like, oh, I fucking ruined your life. Oh, my God. My relationships were so bad. Oh, I'm like, calm the fuck down. But then, like, if things are growing really well, she's like, oh, my God. I can't believe you turned out so good. I ruined your life. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, what is it? Did you fucking, are you making my life worse? Or am I just succeeding and despite it like you got to calm the fuck down anyway so that's our relationship i try not to talk to her on the phone too much because there's a lot of like guilt that she has i just can't deal with that shit i just want to fuck around you know i want to joke her i told her uh for instance she's been trying to buy me sheets and bedding and i told her i oh, no, i don't do that and she's like no no, no let me do it what, what kind of material are you like are you more cotton you like a, like a nylon silk i'm like uh rubber for the piss play and she you know she was cool with that that's our relationship no, nobody else. You can't say that to your mom. Well, shame on you. You got to get more open, man. Seriously. Anyway, so I told her that, uh, I told her that, uh, indeed the person who is my father was not who we thought it was. Uh, and like, she kind of knew this is like a conversation we'd had in the past. And I was like, fuck, she's going to like be like, Oh God, I ruined your life. I'm like, Oh, I can't. Here we go. And she was like, Oh, that's nice. Okay, cool. Good news. I was like, fucking What? Okay, yeah, great. I got a little bit more diversity in my gene pool, and she's cool with it. And that's when I mentioned the piss play comment. So it all worked out. It was a great conversation. A lot of fun had by all. We laughed about it because the guy who I thought my dad, complete psychopath. So fuck those genes. Not in here. All right, I'm good. I'm pure because it's important to be pure, boys. This is the wrong audience for that conversation. Okay, sorry. Wow, I was about to get real awkward. Uh, put my sheets away. <laughs> What time? How much time do I have? I have no idea. Is anybody timing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only 8.40. I've been going for like, uh, I think, six minutes. All right. It's not like we, we, I mean, this is fucking free form. We can just do whatever the fuck we want right here, all right? Anybody got any mushrooms? Let's eat some fucking, let's eat some hallucinogens and just see where this night takes us, huh? Smoke a shit ton of weed. We got some molly. Let's fucking do it. Victor, you got shitty ideas. Shut up. Did you did you watch Eight Mile and then like it's just been with you your entire life since then? You're like, ah, Eminem is my hero. <laughs> you gotta lose it in the moment. Is that your <laughs> play that shit on repeat? <laughs> I was wondering where you're jamming out, jamming out to over there with your headphones in. All right, <laughs> Eminem was good for like one album and then shit went downhill. It was like then he started getting introspective. No man, I'm sorry, I'm fucking up your hero right now it's all right all right all right i got just a couple more thank you very much uh fuck you all right all right i will fuck on that whatever all right uh i can always tell uh like my my beverage choices growing up were always dictated by what was going on in my mom's life. Like if things were going really well, she was dating somebody, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, all the shit I wanted, right? Uh, if she was single, Diet Coke, that's it. And Lean Cuisine, fuck mom, I am hungry. All right, it's hard to sleep when you've had almost no calories. <laughs> fuck that shit. Have you had Diet Coke? That shit tastes horrible, yeah. When she was depressed, vodka tonic. I got to drink early, it was great, you know? I wasn't like eight, I was like 11, all right? So you know, it's not that bad, all right? Fucking judging me with your eyes. Uh, you guys ever think about being famous? I mean, we're all comics here. You guys wanna be famous, right? Yeah, no? Have you not thought about it? <laughs> Have you just been doing this and like, I don't know what happens next. That explains why you're here and not an a at an actual show. All right. 
I'm sorry. That was, I'm a mean person. Have you just now realized this? I look nice, but the things I say that come out of my mouth, uh, they're dickish. I'm a fucking dick. I will be the first to admit it. And I'm fine with it. I'm okay. I've embraced it at this point. It's good for me. It's healthy. I feel good, you know? I think most people feel good around me, right? You guys, you don't hate me, do you? All right, a little bit. That's fair enough, yeah? We're complex people, right? You can love, you can hate at the same time. Yeah, I don't know. This is going off the rails. Anyway, what the fuck was I saying? Too famous. <laughs> so thinking about being famous, like I want to be famous, you know? I mean, I want to be recognized, right? But I don't want to be too famous. Because when you're too famous, it's like living by yourself. You know, when you live by yourself, there's nobody there to tell you, like... Put some fucking pants on, man, and stop eating pudding. It's fucking 6 p.m. You have not done shit all day. What are you fucking doing with your life? It's Tuesday. It's not your day off. You just called in. What the fuck? See, that's what it's like to live by yourself. But when you're famous, it's not that nobody's telling you that it's a bad idea. Somebody's telling you, that's a great idea. Fuck yeah, man. You should eat pudding all day long, motherfucker. You are amazing. You're a genius. Go ahead and send that tweet out, Kanye. You can do that shit. All right. Fuck yeah. See, I don't want to do that. You end up like Prince or Michael Jackson. I mean, without the touching of the boys and such. You know, anyway, I kind of... Bad example, you know, but maybe you do end up like Michael Jackson. Maybe he was normal, you know, but there are too many people who didn't stop him, you know, and he was like, first he liked, you know, uh, chicks with pixie haircuts and they're like, all right, Michael, you know, cool. And then there were like 18 year old chicks with pixie haircuts. Like, all right, Michael, that's a little getting a little edgy there. And he's like 16 year old chicks with pixie haircuts and like, uh, Michael, you know, maybe we should talk about this at some point. And then it's like, oh, that's a 12 year old boy. Oh, fuck. Uh, I want to keep my job, though. So. Let's just get the parents out of here. <laughs> Too deep? Okay. <laughs> uh, I listened to the last podcast on the left. They uh, covered all of it. I don't have HBO, so at least not for another few days because Game of Thrones is coming out. Pretty fucking awesome. All right. I'll do one more. And uh, can you hand me that beautiful fucking binder over there, my friend? I'm sorry. I just don't know your last name. Shockey? Yeah, got it. Murad Shockey. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. Turns out I don't need you after all. Oh, you're up first? Who are you? <laughs> all right, I'm going to tell us one last story and then get the fuck out of here. I lost my virginity in a closet. Ta-da. Yeah. Uh, romantically, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, in that closet, the interesting thing was uh, my friends in the room outside that closet, because closets don't just exist in space, they are in rooms. My friends were in that room, could hear my head hitting the closet door repeatedly. That was my first time. Maybe I should back up. Uh, met this girl, knew her for a while, asked her out at a dance nine months before. She said no. Didn't work out. Fuck you. Anyway, but saw her again that summer. And I was like, hey, we've got some beers. What are you doing? Let's hang out. So we did, and then I'm finger banging on her on the her on the bed. And we're like, let's go to the closet and smoke some weed. And we did smoke the weed. We smoked some weed. Uh, and then like, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like I didn't plan for this. It's not like I was trying to have sex. Admittedly, I was 16. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Anybody know what they're doing at 16? Anybody? Anybody here? No? Yeah, I didn't think so. That's why we're all here. All right. Anyway. So I'm just trying to get a blowjob. I'm like, first blowjob, let's fucking do this. And smoothly, I decided to put my hand on top of her head and push down. That is not a good move, by the way, as I learned. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, I, uh, just massaging your head. It's very, I like your hair. It's very, 
It's, it's very pretty. And then um, we're naked because I guess that's what you do. And all of a sudden she gets on top of me and I'm having sex. It's fucking out of nowhere. Like it took me a few minutes before I realized what was actually going on. I was like, oh shit, I'm having sex. When that happens though, you know, you actually last a much longer time than you would expect because you're processing the fact that this is actually happening. Yeah, so you're not actually like in the moment. Uh, and we're like, as I'm like, oh fuck, we're doing this. All of a sudden, uh, by the way, this is in like an attic, the converted to a bedroom. Uh, my friend's mom opens up the door at the bottom of the stairs and like, Ryan, her mom's here. <laughs> because her mom dropped her off earlier. And evidently, we had completely forgot what time it was. And it was time to get picked up. Mid-sex, didn't finish. That shit sucks. First time, no nut. <laughs> Fuck me. She did. Anyway, so we scramble, get the clothes on. We're looking decent. You're like, you look good. I look good. All right. Fantastic. Go downstairs, meet her mom for the first time. Never met this woman in my life. Gives me a bit of a weird look. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then they leave. I'm like, all right, that went well. Cool. First time. Check that shit off the list. Went to the bathroom before I went back upstairs to hang out with my friend. And that's when I noticed the two biggest fucking hickeys I've ever seen in my life. How did they, I didn't even know they could develop that fast. Like it was just from like initiation to bruising, like 30, 45 minutes. I mean, my entire neck was covered. It looks like I got strangled by a fucking WWF wrestler. Like it was fucked up. Like no wonder her mom was like, what did you do to my daughter? You piece of shit. It was like one girl and three boys in a room. Like she knew it was definitely not three of us fuck so anyway that was my first time took another year before i finally did commit the act again and and i did get off it was fantastic boys fantastic let me tell you all right that was creepy way to end the set thank you very much let's welcome up thank you thank you thank you i i walked i walked to at my i don't he doesn't smoke so he's definitely leaving all right well sorry Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I actually like him. <laughs> I'm sorry, I completely forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going first again. Sorry, see, I just got, I was lost in the moment thinking about those hot nights. <laughs> anyway, all right, your first comic tonight. Uh, he actually produces this show. He's responsible for being here most Saturday nights, taking that quality time out of life with uh, a girlfriend who I suppose would probably want to see him more often. So you're a horrible boyfriend. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but he's a great comic. So let's, let's give him your round of applause, all two of you. Yeah, Capital Pill Crew. <laughs> I am a horrible boyfriend. Um, I, you know, and you know how you know? Because I actually, I tried that shit once, too. The, like, push down on her head. <laughs> and she immediately, you could see from the look on her face, she was so mad immediately. I had to pretend people were shooting at us. <laughs> so that I could get away with it. No, I was the only one shooting that day. Which I didn't. Because I pushed down on her head. Um, not my current girlfriend, actually. I have a good relationship now. It's getting too good, actually. She's getting, she's like making plans and shit. She's making me a little nervous. The other day she asked me, uh, she said, Capital, would you still love me? Which already had me concerned. <laughs> would you still love me is not a good question. Not, because I'm going to love her no matter what. There's very few things, because this, this woman is amazing. She's an amazing person, absolutely. She's fantastic. But that's commitment right there. 
after my sex, I get cold really easy. I'm a bitch. I am a punk ass bitch in a yellow hoodie. Um. Anyway, she she asked me. She said, "Capital, would you still love me if I lost a leg?" I had to ask, which leg? <laughs> um, to which she didn't reply well. Again, it was the same as when I pushed on top of her head. Her face just kind of changed. I immediately went into panic mode and started reacting. Um, and I just said, no, listen, I'm not, not like, okay. Clearly you want a serious answer. I fucked that joke up already. Um, I said, all right, honest truth. 100% honest. Maybe. Probably not. I don't think you can handle it. And again, no response. But the look on her face was... Uh, there's an intro to this joke that I fucked up about blowjobs. Um, basically, I really like blowjobs and I really don't want to fuck up this relationship. Um, so, I said, listen. <coughs> I love you. It's not, I don't need you for your leg. I don't love you for your leg. I love you for you, Caitlin. You have a beautiful personality. You're an amazing person. And I think if you lost your leg, you would get all depressed and shit. I think it would fuck up your outlook on life. Cause you're already, okay, I'm abandoned. I see what I need to do with this joke. I've got it all worked out in my head. I'm gonna ignore whoever said it's next. And I'm gonna write it out. Um, yeah, it's been a long week. I've been dealing with a lot of shit. My friend, actually, he texted me the other day and he said, uh, he said, Capital, I feel hopeless. I don't have any hope. I said, you're probably hoping for an answer. Which means you're not hopeless. You got a little bit of hope. Hoping for something. Not to diminish your like hopelessness, not trying to say, oh, you don't feel sad, but like give you some perspective, you know? Like you can't yell for help if you're drowning. You can only yell for help if you're about to drown. If your lungs are full of water and you're under the water and shit, hey, you're screwed. Ain't no, ain't no helping you. So don't, don't hit me up saying that you're hopeless. That's all I'm saying. Hit me up like, hey, give me something to hope for. Actually, don't do that either, because I can't, I can't help you with that. They say to, like, text your friends if you're depressed. Like, message your friends or family. Why would you do that? They're your friends or your family, and you're depressed. Clearly, they're not helping you. You should message a medical professional. <laughs> Pretty much, I think what doctors are hoping when you talk to your friends is that eventually you'll just both realize they neither of you have a solution, and your friends will tell you to go to a doctor. Um... Yeah, I just sped through all those jokes. All of them. That's all the jokes? That's all the jokes that I have thought about this week. I ain't leaving. It's three of my favorite people here. I don't feel like leaving. I don't need to. If there was a whole bunch of people here, I'd feel bad taking everybody's time. But I don't feel bad taking y'all's time. Y'all have taken plenty of my time. Of 
You're not wrong, but I wouldn't say it again. I would. I, you know what I would do? As soon as the mic was over, I would leave. But with y'all, I'm going to stay after, and we're going to smoke a joint, we're going to talk. So that's your proof right there. So watch and learn, Kelly Evans. You don't need to take my word. Don't take nobody's word. That's why I feel bad. You were talking about celebrities. I feel bad for celebrities. If you're a celebrity, you basically just got to learn how to be a good person, like, in the public eye. Like, that's because how you and I learned to be a good person was we hung out with our friends and we said dirty shit. And if it was, like, too dirty to say in public, we would giggle and laugh and shit like gross, greasy teenagers. Like, and that's how you learn. Like, okay, this is the shit you can't say in public, but that's also funny. That's just how you learn. You can't do that as a celebrity. You could, they go on Instagram and shit. They're just trying to be common comedians in their own right, just having fun. Like, like if comedians, or not, if celebrities said half the shit that's getting in trouble on Instagram nowadays and on Twitter and shit, if they said it in front of their moms, be nothing. They just get a beaten, it'd be over the next day. Cause your mom understands, your mom loves you, so she understands, and she's trying to change you as a person. But people see you do some shit on Twitter and they just wanna decide, oh, that's who you are. When if you post some stupid shit on Twitter and I yell at you enough about it, you'll change. To what my opinion is. Unless I'm wrong, in which case I'll change. Because I'm yelling, which is gonna make somebody else yell back. I'm just ranting, cause like I said, I don't give a fuck about y'all's time. Um, nobody's yelling at me to stop. I'm still sweating. I don't know why. Why am I sweating? That's fair. Um, ever since I have a weird thing with clothing, I should write a joke about this. We're gonna stroll. Th- we're gonna stroll through memory right, memory lane right now. Um, Freshman year of high school, my mom got me a hoodie for Christmas that was a portal. You know that video game? It had like the aperture thing on the back. Wore it every single day for the rest of the year. Every single day. Like I beat that hoodie to like, it looked like I sold drugs on the corner. It was so beat up. Um, And fucking Sophomore year, I wore all black, all year. Like, just black clothes. Like, different black clothes. And not, like, emo black clothes. Like, it was still, like, Old Navy and Gap and shit, because that was the only thing I could convince my mom to buy. But I would only let her buy the black thing. Or she would buy me other shit to try and convince me to stop wearing black. But I would only wear the black things. Um, And I didn't have that many, so I usually just... Dog, my mom still buys me clothes. <laughs> if if I can convince her, like shit, I'll take it. I feel bad when my mom gives me money, but I don't feel bad when my mom gives me clothes. Um, my mom actually, she bought me not this hoodie. She bought me these pants and these socks. Not those Crocs. My dad bought me these Crocs, <laughs> actually. But that, I earned these, because I, I, he bought me these while I was working at the shop, because my feet were falling apart. So I, I was just being a slow employee, like walking around. Oh yeah, my dad owned the deli. So I was working at his deli, and I was just walking around. I was being a slow employee, and he was like, I'm gonna buy you some new shoes, so you're not so slow. Um, so Crocs. Because Crocs are your 
<laughs> I love my Crocs. They're good for my back. They're good for my wallet. I don't get robbed. Yeah. Nobody, nobody robs you when you're wearing Crocs. Nobody. I love it. You weren't Jordans, you got Jordan money. You weren't Crocs, you got some problems. They ain't got no problems. But I got some problems. I don't. Yeah, people. Yeah, we got comedy over here. <laughs> we got comedy. Bring that party. Talk to Pam. Don't do what everybody does, though. Don't just, like, walk up to Pam and, like, tell her what you think she should be doing better. Because I see a lot of people do that. That shit's stupid. That's like... Right? But that's how, that's how, so that's what you think when you meet somebody. You just, you see what they're doing and you always think, oh, what would I do? What would I do? Like, you always improve on what they're doing. But you don't think of all the reasons why they're doing that. Like, you see, like, oh, like, they should fucking not be wearing Crocs. Why are they wearing Crocs? But you don't think that I walk, like, 15 miles a day, and these are a lot more comfortable doing that than fucking other shoes. Like, you just, you don't know people's situation. So don't walk up to Pam and tell her to do some shit. And don't fucking bother me while I'm trying to put together IKEA furniture. I know I get it. I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm figuring it out. I'm trying really fucking hard. They didn't drill all the holes in this motherfucker. I have to screw some of them in myself with the screwdriver. Not, I, don't, I can't afford a drill. So I have to take the screws and the screwdriver and just jam them in there and screw it in. So I don't need you to fucking tell me that I need to take the thing and turn it around because it'll be easier later. I don't need easier later. I need easier now, motherfucker. I couldn't say this to my girlfriend because, like I said, I really like blowjobs. Um, so y'all get it. How much time am I doing? Uh, a couple more. You're probably about up. <laughs> um. You said, uh, you you're like, since you're like eight, nine right now. How long does it take you to spend cigarettes usually? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I really want to play Uno tonight, so I'm going to wrap it up around here. Is everybody down to play Uno after this? Because I don't, it looks like... Oh, what's Meredith doing? She's got a party tonight for Warhol's birthday. Oh. Alright. It's at her house now. But I'm not going to Warhol's birthday, though. Um, um, I can't end my set on that. Shit. Nah. Let's do something positive. Okay. Do I have any positive jokes? No. Oh, um, I don't. <laughs> I could end my set the Brody Stevens way. Arms crossed, negative. Arms crossed. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. I'm too responsible to end my set the Brody Stevens way. The one time I did almost commit suicide, I ended up. I went to the hospital. Um, like saying that because you can't like call 911 and say I need a therapist right now like you still got to go to the fucking emergency room and then they make you stay there for like 
three hours. Just like just sit in the fucking waiting room for three hours thinking about how you want to kill yourself. Just to see if you're serious. Just to see if you're serious. Um, and if you are, then everybody got the problem solved. I'll leave it on that. Give it up for Kelly Evans, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, minion in human form. No. Like, <laughs> I just think yellow is a bold color choice, man. Like, I couldn't pull that shit off. That's why I wear fucking black and blue. That's it, man. I can't, you know, I don't have the palette for it, you know? But Capital Pilcrow, he is a man of a different stripe than I am. All right. Yeah, man, I don't understand that shit either. When you just walk up to somebody and be like, you know what you're doing wrong? You should do this. Would you just do that in conversation? <laughs> like you just walk, like you're at a dinner party and be like, you know what? I think you're doing everything wrong with your life. You should totally change it. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Why are you? You're not cool with that? If somebody is in like a situation where they need an intervention, then yeah, sure. <laughs> like you need to stop smoking crack so much. Seriously, it is. <laughs> Unless you have some right now, then you should share. And then, then you should stop. Then we should definitely stop. Uh, I guess nobody likes drugs as much as I do. That's fine. You're missing out. You're fucking missing out. Um, can I just say that I am fucking delighted that we got rid of these uh, very dumb lights on the stage? The funnest part. I fuck it. I'm like, how do they not get destroyed every time? So it's like fucking boom, as I assume why they're gone. Yeah. Great material. Well, great. All right. Well, what now? We all know where Victor's standards lie, which is very, very low. Explains a lot. All right. Anyway, let's keep the shit. Nice, uh, Murad. I apologize. I forgot. Your shocking. 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 You shock me. Shocking. I'm just trying to remember this shit. All right. Shock him, hey, no the shocker. That's what? I don't, huh? All right, I'm not, I, you need to explain that shit first. What do you mean that's, right? You can't say stupid shit like that and not expect me to ask questions. What do you mean that's racist? You do that with everybody's name. Shocky, shock me. How the fuck do you remember names? I can't remember names for shit. That's the only way it works. When did you become like one of these fucking ultra left wing? Like, it's got, you're gonna offend somebody. You should really not do that. Like, I don't know why you have to talk with a lisp when you're like that, but it's just, <laughs> that's why I imagine I'm really digging myself a hole right now. All right, well, fuck. Anyway, on that fucking note, and I'm sorry, this made me think about it just because I'm pissed off about this. Not pissed off so much as it's frustrated. But everybody know the presidential race going on right now? Does anybody watch or read the news or whatever? Uh, does anybody know who Beto O'Rourke is? He's from Texas. He's like, he used to be in a band. He ran for senator against Ted Cruz. He lost. That's fine. Does like local politics. Anyway, he put in his bid for presidency. Everybody loves this guy. He's handsome. He's fun. He smokes weed. You know, he's, a, he's like a good looking guy. He's exciting. And then uh, a lot of the um, uh, women of the Democratic Party are evidently upset uh, that he's got so much press with just one conference. And uh, Elizabeth Warren has got none. But the thing is, Elizabeth Warren sucks. She's boring as shit. All right? She is... <laughs> Have you seen her talk? 
Not exciting at all. And not very attractive. Have you not paid attention? Go stand in the grocery store line and tell me, what do you see in the fucking aisle? People magazine, star, pretty people. That's all that shit. Like, nobody want. you either want to see a freak show like Donald Trump, or you want to see somebody hot like Beto O'Rourke, all right? That's, that's it. I don't make this world. I just fucking live in it. Don't act stupid and pretend like you don't understand. It's like, oh, it's because they like men more. It's no, because Elizabeth Warren, she sucks, all right? Get a... <laughs> Get a better female candidate, that's all, you know? Anyway, all right. Our next comic, Mirage. I remembered, all right? I got it. You saw the look on my face because I had to grasp it for a second, but I remembered it. I said, shock me, shock me. That electricity, and I was like, yeah, because you're electric. This next guy is electric. You can see it in his hair. I'm just kidding. Let's uh, welcome Mirage Shockey. If you three white guys could just stop oppressing me and uh, direct your attention towards the ethnically ambiguous grade schooler on stage right now. Uh, I get a lot of weird celebrity comparisons because uh, people just keep trying to nail what I look like. Uh, I usually get some combination of Eric Andre, Jonah Hill, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Bruno Mars, and Patrick Mahomes, which to me sounds like either the best or worst Avengers reboot ever. Um, I get a lot of misplaced racism, though. Like, um, I get uh, a lot of anti-Semitism. I'm an Egyptian dude, raised Muslim, but I take a lot of L's for the Jews. Um, yeah, like, I, was, uh, I took my super-duper white ex-girlfriend to this diner in mid-Missouri. I went to school in Missouri. Um, and we both ordered the same thing, full stack of French toast, and they cut them in the, you know, diagonal, make them little triangles. Uh, and I got, she got hers neatly in a row, and I got mine in the Star of David. <laughs> like, I, are you trying to like flex your bigotry on me, or is this you being like super inclusive? Uh, but either way, I, I left a big tip, because I don't know, I'll break someone else's stereotype, I don't give a shit. Uh, I had another such incident. I was in LA, uh, walking with some friends, sipping on some coffee, and we uh, cr uh, passed by a film set. And a crew member whispered to me while uh, we walked by, he went, little Jew likes his Starbucks. And I was like, okay, well, yes and no. No, I'm not Jewish. Yes, this blonde roast is delicious. Um, you love your girlfriend, right, Capital? I mean... Okay, you like her. She's all right. You could hang out, play Uno, something like that. Um, yeah, I just broke up with my girlfriend two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, nothing was super wrong or anything. It was just, she was her, you know, um, <laughs> she was her, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but yeah, uh, it just seems like a bad sign for your relationship, uh, when you consistently have better conversations with your Uber driver than your significant other. Uh, hey, what's up? How's your week? Good. So you want to bang? Yeah, sure. Well, it was nice seeing you. But I'm single now. I'm dating again. I'm on OkCupid, not Tinder, because I'm looking for the one. Um, I bought the premium membership, $9.99 a month, because that's like not the worst price tag to avoid false hope, because you can just tell who likes you. Um, and you can do this thing where you pay two bucks for a boost. Now, what a boost is, is uh, 200 people are guaranteed to see your profile in five minutes, which sounds like, you know, dollar to person ratio, that's actually really, really good. So I went ahead and did that, and uh, 200 people saw my profile, not a single like. So basically, I got to pay $1.99 to relive high school 25 times in five minutes. 
really, really fucking killer deal. Um, I think people can tell I'm down in the dumps lately because uh, I've had this problem. Let me know if you guys have had this problem uh, where you're flipped off by children constantly. In the last six months, four separate children have given me the middle finger. Uh, and I'm not talking like shitty middle schoolers. I'm talking like eight-year-olds. And they always do the same thing. They like look both ways, make sure the coast is clear, make sure the parents aren't looking, and then they fire it from the hip. Like it never comes out just like that. It's always like straight shot. And I think it's because they look at me and they have like the sixth sense of like, you know, I'm not sure what a bitch is. This guy seems like a bitch. I'm going to test pilot one of these birdies out, let him know how I feel, let, him, let, him, let myself know how it feels. And I know that's their criteria, because when I was a little kid, that was my criteria. <laughs> that's how I chose people. <laughs> it's like, if I flip this person off, no physical harm will come to me. <laughs> Better test it out on him. Um, I used to, like I said earlier, I used to go to school in Missouri. Um, it was all right. People were nice, way fucking nicer than here. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, wasn't prepared for a town uh, where a legitimate topic of conversation at a party is, hey, man, have you tried the new quesarito? Uh, I also wasn't prepared for a town that could be more trucks than people. Um, but every once in a while, you got a nice little tasty morsel of racism, uh, like I mentioned earlier. Like, I lived uh, near this billboard that advertised an emotional support group called Sons of Confederate Veterans. Because uh, it's been more than 150 years, but I guess they're still putting the pieces together, taking it one day at a time. That's not what I thought, though. I didn't think about the uh, hundreds of years of bigotry, oppression, anything like that. All I could think of was, man, what about the daughters? They don't get to come? They don't get like a racist spin class or like a bigot bake sale they get to run or something like that? I just like how the Sons of Confederate Veterans Manifesto goes, uh, one, white is right, goes without saying. Two, deaf need our slaves back. Three, no cooties, none allowed. Um, I have uh, us youngins. I, don't know, I can't. Kelly, you could be like 27 or 97. I can't tell. Um, uh, but us, uh, huh? I my friend went prematurely gray. He's like 25. Um, I made that up. <laughs> I completely fucking lied. Just, I just know that people can go prematurely gray in their early 20s, but I just needed to be right, uh, so I lied. Um, yeah, anyway. Us youngins, though, it can get, I think, a little fatiguing to be called snowflake over and over and over again. I get it. We're a soft bunch. Uh, like, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like, one or two more insults. Like, maybe throw a cream puff in there. That'd be fun, just for variety. Because if I hear you say snowflake, I don't have to listen anymore. I, I got the point. We fucking ruined something. Uh, I just don't get it, though, because it's always older people shitting on us. And it's like, aren't you our parents? Like, didn't you guys fucking raise us? That's like putting a chicken in the oven uh, and then taking it out and seeing that it's still raw and being, this fucking snowflake chicken's still raw. Just, I don't know, leave it in the oven. I just think, like, all right, we talk shit on Twitter. We're too mean about being too nice. Um, but on the other hand, we haven't, like, you know, started any fucking wars or melted the planet or anything. So maybe let's not keep score. I, uh, I've been trying to avoid stupid conversations more. Uh, just I don't have the mental capacity for it anymore. Uh, I was in uh, one such situation. I was at Trader Joe's. I was in the dairy and egg section buying dairy and eggs. Uh, and this girl came up to me very urgently. It was like, excuse me, what's better, 2% or whole milk? And I was taken aback by the energy. Uh, it was like really intense. And I was about to say, oh, yeah, well, I prefer whole milk. But then she goes, wait. Before you ask, 
it's for girls. And I had a lot of questions, like, you okay? Do you know where you are? Have you ever tried milk before? Have you ever been grocery shopping before? But a voice in my head just yelled like, fucking give up, just give up. So I was like, oh, well, it's for girls. Well, then 2%, just to wrap it up. Uh, you guys want me to do a bit where I have to like scream at you? Yeah, 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 okay. Have you guys heard of microdosing? Yeah. Yeah, I tried that out. Uh, microdosing, for those of you who don't know, it's when you take a microdose uh, of a drug for its supposed mental and physical benefits throughout the day. In my case, I took a tenth of a gram of shrooms every morning with my coffee. And I was really scientific about it. I measured my dosages on a scale. I uh, took it with supplements. I journaled my experiences. And from my extensive research, I can conclude uh, people really like getting fucked up before work. Uh, that's really all it is. Let me tell you, you've never truly had a performance review till you've had a performance review with a small dose of hallucinogens in your system. Uh, hey, Murad, we've noticed some inconsistencies in your coverage reports. Are you having trouble with the new template? Yeah, I'm having a little trouble. I don't know what it means to be alive. Every day, I push numbers around on a spreadsheet for eight hours, then I take an underground metal tube to a home that isn't mine in a city that wants me to leave. Oh, fuck. In a city that wants me to leave. My ancestors knew the meaning of life. They had to kill and hunt their food. They understood the value of it. Yeah, I don't get the new template. <laughs> I don't know why I wouldn't go back to the old template. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna cut it there. Uh, thanks, thanks, friends. Hell yeah! Fucking Mirage Hockey, yeah! Holy shit! Yeah, have you ever taken too much acid at school, then went to a typing class, and then had a typing test that day? Surprise! <laughs> yeah, evidently the teacher thinks that's highly suspicious. Uh, it's his letter. I don't have one. Yeah. And then uh, the thing about that is when I took acid in high school, uh, my teacher, my typing teacher, she looked like a fucking alien. She's like this old, old white woman with an afro. But like it's trans, like she was so thinning in hair, you could see her bald head and she was overweight. So she walked like this. If you're on acid and you look at people like that, you're like, what fucking zoo am I in right now? It is terrifying. She actually called me to the front of the class to say, uh, what is wrong with like this? This test is horrible. And I was like, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> and evidently that, that passed. So uh, don't take acid at school. That is a lesson. Um, and also, I'm also surprised that the group of Southern people who can't let go a war that happened over 150 years ago uh, somehow haven't updated their views on women's rights. I know. What? Who knew? Total shocker. Anyway, that's it for tonight. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> I didn't know you smoked. All right, well, we got one more comic. We saved our best for last. He's here to impress you. So you better be fucking impressive. All right? Damn, I was too tight on this thing. Anyway, all right, whoever adjusted this, you suck. I'm too weak for it. Oh, anyway, let's welcome Victor... Oh, Trevino, Trevino, yes. All right, Victor Trevino! Great, thanks, Dad. You look good, Kelly. Uh, what's that on your shirt? Cake. Is it a cake shirt? You know the band Cake? 
Is that a, the cake band shirt? Oh, damn, that ended up being a lot cooler for you than I thought. <laughs> Isn't that fucking fantastic when you get to, like, introduce, like, some cool part of your life in a nonchalant way? <laughs> They're like, why don't you know about this movie? And you're like, oh, I actually grew up uh, fucking cage fighting in, like, Belarus or something. Like, <laughs> I hate when I learn about cool shit about other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not high roading, you know? <sighs> Anybody else like grow up religious at all? A little bit? A little bit. What did you do? Like, wh- how, how do you feel you grew up religious? Like, how did you participate? Uh, like, uh, I went to church camp several years in a row. Mm hmm. Uh, with the, the church every Sunday. Do you go to CCD? You know what that is? It's like a, it's basically like Catholic school grooming where you get ready to do communion when you're 13. So, yeah. Well, I wasn't either because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a two-way street usually. <laughs> Actually, I guess I'll just fucking dump the bit, but have you seen the, Mike, the ja- Mike's Jackson, Michael Jackson documentary yet? Dude. Yeah, you really don't. You don't like. It's not a good time. Yeah. There's no like comedic relief like in. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. But no, I went to CCD school until I was 13 years old. My mom's Christian. We used to go to fucking. We used to, or she's Catholic. We used to go to like church every Sunday. We do the. We would do Lent. You know, do Easter. Uh, the only thing I remember about the Bible, literally, is like that. Somebody wrote the Ten Commandments, and that guy had a neighbor who was trying to fuck his wife. <laughs> like he spent 10% of the commandments on, dude, do not fuck. Don't even covet my wife. <laughs> like, forget fucking about her. Don't even covet her, dude. <laughs> like, thou shalt not. Chad Theus. Chadadiah. What's a funny biblical name for ch- for a Chad? Ch- Chadadiah. I'm trying to ch- ch- Chadtheus. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I want a Chad, like a, like Chadtheus, Chadadiah, something like that. Chad Tholomew. Chad Yeah, that's like yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. So yeah, he goes, you know, thou shalt not kill. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Maybe don't, you know, I don't know, fuck around on my wife. <laughs> yeah, chat all of you. Uh, my uh, my aunt passed away recently, uh, and like I just started doing like Facetimes with my uncle. It's actually an uncle-in-law or whatever. Like you know, obviously we're not related, uh, but he was like he was kind of always like a republican conservative loudmouth like angry type person he lives in florida and uh like my aunt was kind of like someone who would always moderate him at like thanksgiving she would kind of like keep him in check like when, they were, when he would get heated or whatever and so now that she's passed away he's kind of like going over the edge and he facetimed me the other day and he's walking me around his florida house and he's like this is where like the he's like or he goes one of the cats ran away He's just like, it misses, 
it misses Mary Lou like a fucking my, you know your aunt, and it's like it, he thinks it just like ran away to look for her or something, and he facetimes me, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it's like it's he was trying to be sentimental. He was like, you know, the house is not the same. And he goes to the garden, and like the like the plants are dying, and he's just like, ever since you Mary Lou died, you know these plants they don't they don't grow they don't grow the same, and it's like they're all withering. Uh, and then like I could he's like FaceTiming me, we're about to say goodbye, and I see like a pile of laundry behind him, and I was like, what the fuck, what is that, Jerry? And he was like, yeah, ever since Mary Lou passed away, man, that the laundry just doesn't seem to do itself anymore. It's <laughs> And I was like, Jerry, are you not uh, watering the plants and feeding the cats either? <laughs> you guys get that joke at all? That's a, that's a yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I got there in a punchy way. But the idea is that, yeah, he's like being sentimental. He's like, the plants don't grow anymore. And he's like, you know, the cats, they don't. I love the excuse the cats right away to look for Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's room for a joke there. And then I don't know how to get to, oh, the laundry just don't do, do itself the way it used to. <laughs> Fuck you, Uncle Jerry. Uh, does anybody else do the thing where when, so, when a guy pulls up next to you at the urinal, you feel like you have to pee harder than him? <laughs> <laughs> and longer, too. <laughs> Like I was sitting next to my boss, new boss, pulled up next to me at the urinal, and like I felt like I had to outpace him to finish. <laughs> like he finished peeing before me, and I was like, mm hmm. Meeting in five minutes. Yeah, what? <laughs> Who's the boss now? Yeah, exactly. Who's the boss? That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good tag. Yeah. Healthy prostate, Samick. <clears throat> um, I actually recently got a bidet. I got a bidet for my ass. Yeah, I'm about it. Because I feel like uh, I'm just not trying to wipe poop into my skin anymore. Because <laughs> that's all you were doing with the paper that you used to wipe your ass with. It's just fucking like, whoop. Looks like the paper's showing up yellow now. So I think <laughs> it's good enough for me to walk away. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, if I got a little bit of human poop on these shoes, I'm going to throw them away. I'm not going to fucking wipe it with paper and be like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, my girlfriend, uh, my ex-girlfriend just recently told me that the hardest she ever came was with the shower head in our old apartment. <laughs> it was like a detachable shower head with a bunch of pressure settings, you know? And uh, so for that Valentine's Day, after she told me that, I tried to buy her that shower head and try to find it on Amazon. <laughs> and like I knew I found it on Amazon because like all the reviews were from women. And it was just like five star rating, five star rating. <laughs> the women, had, like, they had like pictures with the shower head. They were like, it's the ultimate experience. <laughs> So I left a comment on the, the, or I left a review for the shower head. I was like, hey, man, stay away from my girlfriend, dude. <laughs> I know you're a shower head. How does that work? You guys like that? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I don't, uh, I don't need it to be Valentine's Day, and I don't need it to be an ex-girlfriend. Um, let's see, what else? Um... Uh, <laughs> I'll get there one second. <laughs> okay, I got I got one for you. This is an easy one. This is just a question. Fuck Mary, kill Destiny's Child. 
Yep. Yep, exactly. It's the, it's the whole joke. You guys have heard the joke. Yeah. It's you fuck, or you marry Beyonce, the billionaire, multi talented mogul, you fuck Kelly, and you kill the third one. <laughs> <laughs> the third child. Like, what the fuck? No one knows her name. <laughs> this is great. I'm really high. She's not. Yeah, Kelly Rowland is. Kelly Rowland is like the hottest one, I think. I think she's the hottest one. I fucking love. But anyway. Beyonce, I'll fucking marry her, but shit, I'm fucking Kelly, dude. <laughs> Not this. Oh, uh, you know what? You're biased. Your name's Kelly. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Roland? Yeah. You could probably, yeah. Why did you bring that up? This is just because I made a joke. Because Yeah, what? You're definitely an easier lay than Kelly Rowland. <laughs> I pretty much need five thousand dollars, probably. <laughs> right? How much? What? What is your number? How much would I have to pay you? Yeah. Bottom. You'd be bottom. Yeah. This isn't. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's not symmetrical for sure. Oh, that's a good point. People know. How much money? What? Get the fuck out of here, dude. What? Who cares? Who cares? You get a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand just cash in the bank. You're telling me you're not letting the guy just. Nah, it's, that's gonna. I mean, you know, you're probably gonna need therapy. What kind of fucking ego is this? <laughs> Who the fuck cares? You get fucking out. I would straight up celebrate if if you made a status on Facebook. Yeah. No one's fucking hunting you down. And also, you'd be like, hey, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. And also, like, you know, you could piggyback that into like some fucking radio appearances and shit. Like, I'm the guy who got fucked for a hundred thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> you could at least make like twenty thousand more dollars off of the press. Yeah. Sway in the morning. I don't watch it, but I'm sure he'd put you on. Or the Breakfast Club. That's they'd probably talk to you. You could do a podcast about it. I'm that guy. <laughs> um, fifteen. I don't know what the <laughs> one season. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll make a counter podcast, or we can like banter. <laughs> like he let me do it, but I'm broke now. <laughs> Um, I want to run this by you like uh, so I got into a fight with my brother recently I was yeah in I was home for Christmas and we both went out drinking and I got blackout drunk and when we came back we had gotten Taco Bell and I put my chalupas in the microwave oven with the wrapper on it and went to sleep because when you put the wrapper on the chalupa and you stick it in the microwave oven 
it means it's safe. Like you're not allowed to eat it, right? Like that's a universal sign that I will come back to this, right? The rapper's on it. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying? If like the rapper is still on the fucking chalupa and I put it in like a fucking oven, it means it's safe. Like do not eat it. I'm coming back to it. It's not fair game, right? And so he fucking ate it. And I woke up the next morning and just saw the wrapper on the table. And I went downstairs in the basement where it was like pitch black. And I shook him awake. And I was like, Danny, you ate my fucking chalupa. You knew I was going to eat that this morning. And he's like, Victor, you ate it in front of me. You were blackout drunk last night. <laughs> and I said, this isn't about my alcohol. And I burped in his face, <laughs> like this close to his face. And me and him could smell the nacho cheese chicken chalupa on my breath. <laughs> so I just backed away. I was like, this isn't over. I like covered my mouth so I can smell it. It's like, this isn't over, Danny. <laughs> Is that scan? Is that funny? <laughs> It is now. Fuck it. <laughs> how how do you, who's who's next? Yeah. No. You guys ready for your next comic? Say hell yeah. Hell yeah. Too bad. <laughs> I want. I'm practicing hosting, so you know, I gotta fucking. Uh, you gotta do things like make the crowd do the wave. How long have I been up here? Seven minutes. I'll do three more if you want me to. Fuck. Okay. Cool. Uh, you ever like fake sick to uh, excuse your low energy? party very hard <laughs> yeah um i like have a hateable face <laughs> we, we talked about this earlier <laughs> i feel like baristas don't even ask for my name when i order <laughs> they're just like can we just get a black coffee for that dude <laughs> i was like can i get a latte with <laughs> yeah we got you richard I don't know why, like, when I say Victor, uh, it often gets mistaked as Richard at, at at Starbucks. I don't see it. You want to tell me why? Mm. Okay. Yeah, it was. Do I sound like I have braces? Yeah, actually. Okay, that's, that's good. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the the voice for radio for sure. I've given my phone number out on this radio station like four times now. <laughs> like the entire phone number. Two four zero seven five two five three five three. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a single call, <laughs> but uh, one day. There's people that listen to this shit. A guy came to this fu fucking joke workshop. He was like, you're Victor Trevino. I've heard your jokes on the radio. <laughs> Nicest dude. He like remembered bits from that I didn't remember doing. 
He's a comedian too. He, I think he probably is. He seems like made of money. Mm. Have you ever uh, have you ever lied to somebody that you just met? <laughs> you don't think they're gonna become your friend later in your life? <laughs> like I told somebody at my work that I could do a kickflip. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like, ever since I told him that, like, skateboarding has come up in conversation more often than I expected. <laughs> like, he thinks, he's always, like, pointing to other people. He's like, Victor can skate. He told me. <laughs> so I quit my job recently. I didn't get fired from my job, but I got laid off. <laughs> and it's funny, because, like, I feel like it's my manager figured out at some point that I wasn't a hardworking dude. Like, it was, we're on a small team of eight so like one of us wasn't doing work. Do, what do you what do you do? Uh, I actually was supposed to bit on how I got fired right after the microdose. Oh right, yeah. Because you were saying you 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 beat Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, did PR for video games. Oh, interesting. What what? Pokemon mostly. Which Pokemon's? No, like uh, the trading card games, the video games, the TV show, like all that shit. Crazy. He's a, he was a child. He was more childer than you. Yeah. The fuck? He wasn't manipulating anything. Right. And and a bunch of other useless Pokemon too, because he's <laughs> he did he did PR a year ago. There's so many trash Pokemon now. <laughs> There's one that's a key ring, and I look like a Pokemon. <laughs> His name Victor. <laughs> Is that the Pokemon you were thinking of, Capital? <laughs> uh, did you already light me or something? I lighted you like 11 minutes. It's been like 11 or 12 minutes now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. uh, I just thought that... Uh, I don't think I lighted you. I just told you what time. Okay. I thought you were clapping. <laughs> like. And I figured you would have been like, oh, get off. Uh, well, I mean... I'll give the time back to the room. <laughs> Yeah, I want the rest of the comics to get their fair shake. I bump. Who did I bump? Dewat. He's like, <laughs> watch me go for 15 minutes. And he comes back. <laughs> we're walking. If Dewat comes back and expects to do a set in front of us, we're all walking out. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm just gonna be like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> my uh, but my boss, like. I know he used to think I worked really hard. <laughs> he bought me a wrist rest for Christmas, like a pillow for my wrist to chill on. <laughs> like, he was, <laughs> he would always look over at me typing, and I guess he thought that I was working so hard my wrists were hurting. <laughs> he bought me a pillow for my wrist. Uh... All right, I have totally, I have so many bits that I've written down right here. <laughs> this is true. I was at fucking Milk Bar. I just set up Milk Bar. And, like, before the, my set, uh, I went to, like, get a drink, and I sat down next to this girl, and her boyfriend came back and was like, hey, I'm sitting there. 
and it was like a weird exchange. I was like, okay, well, I'm just getting a drink. I'll be really quick. And I got the drink, and then I just like hung around, and you could tell like there was just like weird tension there. Uh, and then like I went on stage, and I was do I did a full set, but like when I was about to finish, like I looked at my hand because I had notes in my hand. He wanted. He heckled me. He was like, "You have your, you have notes written on your hand." <laughs> I pulled out. I was like, "Yeah, man. It just says, uh, be yourself.'" <laughs> 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 and I, I like showed him that shit. And it's like just the whole fucking crowd was against him. And then I just closed the set, and it was like beautiful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's uh, it looks so good. Fucking anyway. Okay, that's all I'll do. Fucking thank you, Capital P. Thank you, Kelly Evans. Thank you a lot. <laughs> the very funny Victor Trevino, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen, I guess. We're not, I don't assign your gender to you. You know, that is your thing. All right. I don't want to seem, this is all recorded. So I, you know, I should be a lot more careful about the shit that I say on this microphone. And I have not been at all. Like I've said some horrible things here. Like there's, oh my God, like stuff that I should not have admitted, you know, like, on a recorded forum <laughs> this is i'm just really hoping see my job involves selling alcohol so i just assume that like nobody gives a shit what you're like ah it's a bunch of fucking drunks nobody cares what you say you know it's like you're not like you have to have a college degree for that you just have to know how to drink and you know sell shit anyway victor uh i'm not really surprised that nobody's calling your number you just propositioned for me for sex you admitted that you eat food that's been sitting in a non-temperature controlled fucking <laughs> microwave oven for who knows how long. The next day is when you plan to eat it. You know, you sound like you have braces. I mean, you're not selling yourself here is what I'm saying. I just like, you know, there we go. That's actually a good idea. People should prank call you. Just people don't care, I guess. You know, it's a, what kind of world are we living in? I don't know what I'm talking about. I keep wanting to like, I had something in my head about the way that you look because the way that you're dressed. <laughs> but then I fucking lost it, and it was so good. Uh, you don't have a voice for radio unless that radio is at a middle school, you know? Projects, not the teacher. Anyway, um, all right, that is that is it, unless anybody has some startling revelations that they'd like to share with us. Shut up. So thank you very much for attending this. Uh, actually, it was a fun night, you know? Watch and learn. Muni Radio, we get a chance to fuck around, just, you know? come up with some funny shit and we don't have to actually record it because it's online like why would you when i see people record their setup here it makes me laugh i'm like why, why are you what <laughs> like you realize we're on a fucking radio station that shit is online like you're defeating the entire purpose of the point of this that'd be great you know like i'm sure that doesn't cost anything i'm sure we could just That's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. What did we say earlier about not telling Pam what to do? All right, Victor, you're about to get fucking hated on, bro. Yeah, fucking. You better drop some money in that fucking bucket. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I just want to say, Victor did drop money in the bucket. You? Yeah, everybody dropped money in the bucket. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much, folks. Have a great night. Come back next Saturday, 8 p.m. IE.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at Mutiny Radio.
Radio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skin Care. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen specials. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCD. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you 
tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You 
you know what a password is? That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look, but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. D. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Asiento. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Well, hello, boys and girls. 
You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you.
This is Delightful Dave, and we are now friends of the pod. And it's 4 o'clock, and it's the afternoon, and it's Delightful Dave. So, uh, welcome to our show. We have nobody here yet except our first guests, who are the band. I will have them coming in here soon. Um, in the meantime, let's see, what do we have going on? We have a whole bunch of people coming soon. I have to grab my laptop. Hold on. This is like the Sarah's solo show where Sarah had to do everything herself. And the, and the show was crazy. Hey, why don't you guys come in and um, have a seat? Yeah, one person there, one. Take, yeah, take the. Where my. Um, where the. Uh, yeah, that's good. Let me get your mics. So introduce yourselves. You you met Sarah Sparkles last night, and yeah, yeah, I'm uh I'm Quiz the Kid from Baltimore. Nah, my buddy Carl. We grew up together. I just moved out here, and it was kind of strange. We were talking about like seeing Sarah down there because <laughs> he hasn't been there in like a year. Right. Like winters. We just showed up at the right time, and there she was. She was saying that uh she had a show today, and that like she didn't have a she wasn't sure if certain guests were gonna show. So I thought, yeah. like, we, we usually like to music. And yeah, we usually like to overload on guests and in, in the hope that, well, <laughs> well, some of them hey, don't show. Artists are but there are some times <laughs> where we had five people, show, uh, five bands up, or not, well, five people, five guests show, and it was like, okay, we're gonna have a long show. But that right. was that was three hours, so we're now only two hours. We have to like pack it in a yeah. nice, tighter and neater. So. Yeah, we just we dropped, and you know, it, it, it all happened quick. Like, I'm happy to be here. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So, um, so uh, tell us where you came from, how the band started. Well. I, uh, I've always been into like the hip hop scene mm -hmm. and like always followed it, but I've, I'm a really nineties type of person, you know <laughs> what I mean? So I, I don't, you know, I, I respect all the music, even the, even the newer stuff that's coming out. It's yeah. totally different from right. the nineties era. You know what I mean? Oh, totally but, uh, it was really when, uh, I got in some trouble and uh, I had to take a little, a little staycation mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> that's when I started writing. Cause I've always yeah. written poetry and written in journals my whole life is my own little outlet. Right. So once I got, you know, put away and I, I could figure something with it, I, I, I was always really self-conscious of it. I didn't want people to hear it. But once I started putting it out and people were like showing me the love, showing me the support and it's yeah. like, man, why not just go for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's. I've it's had been, one of those experiences adventure, lately, not not incarceration-wise, but just like <laughs> I reached an end of a road and was like, okay, that was fun, and I'll do something else. In fact, it'll be the thing that I thought I was doing the whole time, but <laughs> wasn't actually getting paid for that thing. So I'll just yeah, <laughs> that's that's definitely it. Like right now, I uh, I just had an interview this morning. I'm gonna be working at a bakery. Awesome. And it's like, it's so far from like. <laughs> from what people would expect yeah. like where you work uh work at a bakery you know what i mean like yeah. that i guess it's more or less like i'm more focused because i had a chance to work in union like i did yeah, yeah. carpentry and all this construction stuff and you know it, it pays but yeah, that's something you got to commit to you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean i don't my commitment's to music so right. that's what i want to be my career this is just kind of feeding feeding me and keeping me yeah. alive and schedule wise it's perfect yeah <laughs> and it's it totally fixed your schedule exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so uh, tell how'd you uh, how you join the band and oh, <laughs> or join the crew? <laughs> I'm just the driver. You're just the driver. So, how did did you meet Sarah as well? Huh? Did you meet Sarah last night as well? Yeah, I okay. met her through him. Sarah, uh, I guess I moved to Pacifica across the street from her yeah. like two years ago. Yeah. And uh, used to go out to the bar with her. Or so, uh, introduce yourself. What what what's your name? Oh, Carl. Carl, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. So, uh, what do you what do you do? What's your what's your night job or day job? Uh, 
with on airplanes actually. Ah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to say like who for anything. Like mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanic. Yeah. 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 Nice. I um I spent a f- couple years in Minneapolis uh and I was less than a mile from the airport and there was a lot of people who worked for Northwest Airlines around there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure and, and heard it. Yeah. <laughs> the I was my house was right in the approach pattern on the right runway, I think it was. And so uh Man, yeah, I, I, could, I could see yeah, I that could wave to my house as I, if I was on the left side of the car of a, of a plane I could wave to my house as oh, I went yeah. down. That is loud too. Like, and it was like I could count it was like three seconds night. before the wheels would touch it would be about my house. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, so, so you just arrived here uh, recently. So you, yeah, I, uh, I just got to LA four months ago. Yeah. Um, Baltimore is just—it's <laughs> a wild city, man. Like if you're not if you're not from there, it, it's hard to oh, do yeah, anything there. You know I what bet. I mean? So LA is uh, well, LA was so welcoming as and far also as like for music. Baltimore, how would you get there? You know, who would who? Would, what would you do to to go into Baltimore from somewhere else? You know what, what do you mean? mean? What industry would you be in to be? Uh, to if mo- I stayed mo- there, no, to move for somebody to move to Baltimore. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I guess what. I, I know there's a, like I did construction my whole life, so I know there's a lot of construction there's jobs. Lot of but we're also really famous for our seafood, so I guess true, if you're true. a crabber, crabber, you know, yeah, yeah, you can make a lot of money. I was actually born in Delaware, way. so oh yeah, and I'm Rehoboth. Uh, yeah, my family Rehoboth, Wilmington. Oh, Wilmington, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been up. My Wilmington dad worked for times. Dupont. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you were a chemical company in the chemical company, probably or any. Yeah, any industry thing you're either Delaware or New Jersey. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. LA is very, very welcoming it's in the music. Mm-hmm. Um, Baltimore isn't. It's, yeah. they're, they're very specific on, you know, what they want to hear about. Yeah, I bet. And what they want to hear about, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't what I do. You right. know what I mean? I'm not a thug. I'm not a plug. I'm not a gangster. It's just, yeah. it's just, I'm a little white boy that grew up in the wrong place. And just, you know, I just, yeah. people relate to it. So right. coming out here, yeah, LA was an experience. Um, it's also very competitive. There's a lot of oh, people. Bet, like, yeah. I was unaware how many people which is kind of crazy that I yeah. didn't think about that. But tons of people come <laughs> yeah. there for music. Yeah. So not only are you forcing to beat yourself, you're forcing yourself to beat all these other people as far as getting to that finish yeah. line. So yeah. out here, it's just, it's a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. I like it here. It's, it's, you know, this song. Yeah. There's a lot of people who, who kind of live up here or stay around here or Santa Cruz and then go to LA when they actually want to, you know, do their gig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple good spots out there. Like, uh, when I performed at Hollywood hotel, that was, a uh, that was fun. It was a great night. Good people showed up. It was yeah. always, it was really welcoming. It was like, everybody shows love pretty much, especially cause I do a lot of open mics mm-hmm. and, uh, everybody's always pretty cool with open mics they support even if you're up there bombing man like they're still clapping <laughs> yeah, for you they yeah. want, it's it's more about the practice you know what i mean getting in front yeah, of people that's, that's good to know because i'm stuff yeah, out. I, I yeah i've been trying to get on that list and make to actually go up and do a set for one yeah you should do it man <laughs> yeah it's empowering it is you feel like yeah. you're somebody yeah. you know what i mean everybody's yeah. somebody in yeah. california <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sarah actually did that once she mentioned she, she uh did stand up once and probably was yeah. terrified the first time <laughs> doing karaoke the first time I did the first time karaoke but I'm not really a karaoke person but yeah. you know I had to do it I think that uh, <laughs> I think that that kind of helped me as far as like making songs was yeah. I, I started just playing guitar and singing okay. and that was like my first love in music mm-hmm. was playing this guitar when I learned a couple chords 
but I couldn't, I'm like, I couldn't sing like these other people. So it was hard to do my like covers on music. So I was like, man, if I just make my own stuff, I can make it however I want to because uh-huh. it's mine. Right. And like, it takes so long for me to, because I'm novice at guitar. I can play a couple chords and I can stay on beat and stuff, but it's so much easier when I have, you know, that, that background tempo and it's just kind of freestyle writing you know what i mean i just i put out so much more material that way yeah you know what i mean i kind of keep the guitar and singing for like me my friends kind of like the chill sessions you know what Mm -hmm. i mean yeah um are you a uh song first or uh, lyric first i find the beats and then uh then i write to them you know what i mean it's uh it's more or less a lot of them, because uh, a lot of my styles, a lot of like like '90s boom bap, where it's just kind of the same tempo through, yeah. and you can change your flow with what you're saying. So, a lot of them, I can you know I can turn on the beat and rap four or five different songs I have to that beat because right. it's it's just how it is. It's you know improv. What I mean? You got yeah, you're improving <laughs> it as you go and kind of making your own flow. So yeah, I. I'd, uh, and I'm short on cash, so I'm, it's hard to start up because I want to just be my own producer. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to be able to produce everything myself. And how technology is nowadays, anybody can. Right. Get GarageBand, $100 mic, you're in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you got it. So it would be nice to do it myself because it's definitely a, a trade that I want to learn. Uh-huh. I want to learn how the whole beat making process, the mixing, mastering, like it's kind of like a second like career yeah it's like a second thing to me where yeah. I, I i don't know much about it i've only produced one song you know yeah. what i mean the rest i had other people helping me out with it so yeah doing this show forced me to figure out how to actually do all that stuff and it was like wow this is well it's, it's simple but it can get complicated mm-hmm. really fast so yeah <laughs> yeah i know the basics to it are, are it's pretty like a simple thing like record master I, like it's yeah. two steps you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. the stuff that goes behind it like the just like the volume levels if they're not too high like they might sound high in headphones or something when right. you put it on a stereo it don't sound anything the same right. you know what i mean so it's 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 a lot of um trial and error yeah. you know what i mean you worrying about clipping and compressing right. and all that stuff right right <laughs> yeah um let's see so um oh wait hey we got a color i was just gonna that's the other thing we do is uh when we need a break we just take a collar and then oh, okay. there you go set up hold on let me oops let me uh let me get the collar This is Friends of the Pod at Media Radio. Who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Sarah Sparkles. Hey, Sarah Sparkles. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I, was just, I was just listening to the show. Aren't, aren't you so stoked that that, um, that I met my friend Jake last night? Wait, what did I you mean, say? Quiz. I mean, Chris. I said, aren't you stoked that I, I met Oh, met, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> uh, hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? When are you coming here, man? We're on our way. Bob Hilario's right behind me. And, oh, yeah. Um, but we'll be there, I, I want to say, like 15 minutes, maybe. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, but um, I know everybody's running late today. It's, like, ridiculous. I'm always running late, so I'm ahead of the trends, but... but. <laughs> yeah, I was warned last night. You said 2.30, <laughs> and somebody else said, nah, she won't be here till 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I beat you to it. <laughs> that my fucking wife is not there right now, either, so... There's that. Yeah, get on the plane. So she was supposed to be coming, so she's, Well, I guess you know, we got here before you. He may have been right, but... <laughs> yeah. But, um... Guess, I, who, guess who's I, here, Sarah? Who's here? Who's there? Alvaro. I just, just stepped in the door. Hi, Alvaro. I had <laughs> earlier, and I was like, I'm running by. He's like, he's like, I'm on the way. I'm like, okay. 
But um, so uh, we're we're coming in hot, and um, and yeah, I know Claudia's oh, gonna be yeah. there if she's not there already, with her lovely self, and um, and yeah, so I'm excited, and we were listening quiz to your um, to your music um, up until now when I called, and it's just impressive. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad I got to meet you last night, and so glad you were free to do the show today. So. But yeah. yeah. Well, I'm leaving you tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know I've done all I can. You see a big stone and I bought Yeah. It's why I'm easy.
All right, it's another Sunday here in the Mission District studio. Line is not open. That's right. My name is Paul Brumbaugh, and you're on the edge. Hi there. This is a special co-production of The Edge of Insanity with Sexploration with Monica. I'm Monica Thomas, and today I'm excited to share pleasure edic educator Lucia Pavone and Isaac the Girl, and we are going to be talking about an event coming up in San Francisco June 8th and June 9th. It's called Too Much Woman. For the women who have ever been called too much, too big, too loud, too opinionated, too sensitive, too much. And there's so much that women are constantly like a little bit of, of nitpicking here and there. And it really adds up. It's like a microaggression. So we're going to really start talking about like how women can be empowered. And we've got uh, a lot of really important things to talk about today. Also, Brandon Ray is joining us. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much yeah, for no problem. coming on Sexploration with Monica and the Edge of Insanity. It's yeah, exciting today. It is. <laughs> It is great. I, I enjoy having you two ladies back. It's been about a month ago, right, yeah. Lucia and, and Monica? It's been about August a month. Seven. And there just wasn't no, enough. April. April. We just didn't have enough time. There's yeah. not enough time. And we can always talk about sex. We can. I can. <laughs> I do. There's I so do. much to say. I do. There's so much to say. All the time. If you want commitment, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed I'm to com talking about committed pleasure. To the cause. Yeah. The cause. I'm taking one for the grand team. The grand team. Well, You're it makes the world better. The like the more women who can <laughs> talk about sex in an empowered way. The, the better the world will be, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. The and more we, women can own their sexuality, can like feel good in their bodies, can be empowered around talking about sex, either with their partners or, you know, just identifying who they are, like not being afraid to be a lesbian, not being afraid to be bisexual, not being afraid to be queer or whatever. Or talk delicious to your friends for that matter. Flavor of the rainbow you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Putting, you know, the authentic. Uh, yeah, and putting even just the general terms on the table, something that has always been, at least since I've been a young, uh, from young childhood to now, like words, the basic vocabulary around human sexuality, um, making those accessible on the table, not like something that you only talk about in private. Right. And that's really important not in shifting the narrative. Whisper. Not having to whisper. Oh and my well, sexual And didn't that all kind of start with a down there, right? Asoko. I know. Didn't Don't that, that around the world? Totally. Didn't that all kind of start with like um the, the like the stigma around sex and housewives in the fifties and, no. and women kind of knowing the their places days, even before that? Was way, let's way go before back that. a few thousands of years. I mean, okay. I don't know when <laughs> we've had thousands really of years. Okay. and liberated female sexuality. I mean, was it, you know, back in the days of the sacred courtesan? I don't know. I wasn't alive during that period. And also, history doesn't really talk about it. No, it doesn't. You know, I it mean, doesn't really like, oh yeah, you know, there was a time that was a, there was an empowered sexuality. <laughs> you can see that through like art and music and writings. It was, you know, sexuality has always been hidden. Pleasure always been hidden in these beautiful f art forms mm -hmm. and that's why when I talk about Become being a, a pleasure a pleasure mm -hmm. instigator it's like you know you can truly uh, see the pieces of how um, 
how this is intended to be. It's intended to be something that's talked about pleasurably. It's intended to be something that's ritualized. It's intended to be something that is so um, honored in our culture. And without um, recognizing that, it's like we're, we're, rewrite, we're actually rewriting the story over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like there's rise and fall of, um, of the feminine essence is coming back and forth. This is not, what we're talking about is not new, Monica. It's just, Absolutely. It, it's just one of these things where 